Hi, this is Randy Wimmer, and welcome back to the Entrepreneur Sound Off podcast. Today's topic is what is ISO certification and why do you need it so damn badly as a startup or small business? Well, let me talk a little bit about my personal experience. When I launched my first company, I thought that being good at whatever I was doing, my service offerings, and having a great network is all that I needed. And I couldn't have been more wrong. And because of that, I literally wasted years of my life going around and trying to get market penetration. It didn't work. So what I want to do is I want to do the bottom line up front here. Why do you need ISO certification now at the beginning of your corporate life cycle? So instead of rehashing some old stories for me, I'm going to let this guy right here tell you why you need it. Bob just graduated from Centennial High School, and he has a dream to become an accountant. I know, a bit weird, but hey, everybody has their dreams. So he polishes his resume and he blasts it out to all the different accounting firms across the United States. And we all know what's going to happen. Absolutely nothing. And we all know why. There is nothing on his resume with only a high school diploma and zero work experience that shows any potential employer that Bob can do the work that he's a low-risk hire. So they completely ignore him. But Bob, he's a pretty smart guy. He goes to college. He earns an accounting degree, his first credential. Then he sits for the CPA exam and gets his second credential. He updates his resume, blasts it out to the same exact companies as before, and he has people standing in line to interview him. Why? Because of his personal credentials. His credentials are carrying the load right now. They demonstrate that he has the requisite knowledge, the capabilities, work ethic, and so on in order to perform in the capacity of an accountant. Let's fast forward 30 years. Bob is no longer applying for an entry-level position. He's applying for the CFO position at a major corporation. The people who are reviewing his resume, they don't care that he has an accounting degree. They don't care where he went to school. They don't care that he's a CPA. The only thing that they care about is his proven performance. Bob has led multiple companies to successful IPOs as their CFOs. Guess what? Bob's getting the job, not because of his credentials, but because of his experience. But that experience took 30 years to gain. And at the very beginning of his career, it was all credentials. It's no different for small businesses. Just like Bob, we're facing a very large competitive field. In 2020, there were 31 million small businesses in the United States. 31 million. How do you stand out in a crowd with there's so many competitors? How do you let people know to pick you? How do you let customers, potential customers, potential partners know that you're the one who can best suit them? You do it the same way that Bob did. You go out and you get credentials. Now, the best credential for a small business in the federal government contracting industry is ISO 9001 certification. It's exactly like a college degree for your company. In fact, there's only 28,000 U.S. companies, both large and small, that possess this prestigious certification. Think about that. Less than 0.1% of 
of your competitors possess this logo. What is ISO 9001? ISO 9001 is the international standard that specifies requirements for a quality management system. Without question, these requirements are the globally recognized standard for industry best practices. What does having ISO 9001 mean for your company? Well, it means that your company has the following attributes. Your company is customer focused. Your leadership is aligned across all levels and areas within your company. You have engaged and empowered employees. You have documented processes to consistently perform at a very high level. You're committed to continuously improve. You used evidence-based decision-making that's based upon data and key performance indicators. And you effectively manage your relationships. I can't think of a single company who wouldn't love to have those attributes assigned to their name. I ask this question a lot to the people I work with. What makes a company a company? And almost all of them say it's, well, when you start generating money or it's when you file your paperwork or I get a whole bunch of different answers. And I disagree with all of them. One, filing a piece of paper with your state does not make you a little company. And that just that's just paperwork. Generating revenue doesn't make you a real company. My local high school band, they do car washes. They're generating revenue, but they're not a real company. This is what I think makes a company a real company. It's how they do business. It's the values that that company has. Now, when you're a startup, all of this is coming from the founder. It's, it's their personality. It's their value system. It's their work ethic. It's the way they want to have things done. But if they're successful and they start to grow, how does that founder keep their company? How do they keep it their company instead of somebody else's company? And I'm not talking about from a financial standpoint or from an ownership share. I'm talking about how does that company still retain the values that the founder has? How does that company still continue to operate when the founder can no longer do everything himself? How can it continue to operate the way the founder wants it to? Well, the founder must create ISO-like management processes to standardize how he wants to have that work done. The values that he wants his company to maintain. The way he does that is through documented processes, procedures, guidelines, manuals. He has to define roles and responsibilities. So everybody within his organization knows what his expectations are. So here's the question. In order to scale and grow beyond a startup where the founder has to pry his white knuckled fingers from every lever of his company to allow other people in his organization to help him run and manage various aspects of the company, if he has to do that anyway, why not follow the tried and true ISO 9001 model to make it a lot easier. Why not take credit for it if you're going to go through this maturation process anyway? So that's the question I put in front of you. If you're going to be a successful company and you're going to be forced to do this anyway, why not take credit for it? Why not be amongst the top 0.1 percentile of companies in the United States? That's why I recommend getting ISO certification.